Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's been some interesting thoughts from different people on this, and I think (laughs) this is my own opinion on it, that we saw two of the worst, most uninformed, ignorant takes on the matter happen yesterday from two guys who have played pro sports. Uh, One is a hook'em horns, a hook'em <laughs> horns, Jermichael Finley. You're going to get the hook. That's about it. So no, he, maybe you should get the horns. <laughs> so he said, uh, athletes are looked up to and serve as role models, leave personal opinions about race and politics alone, do what you get paid to do and play, and then went on to say, is it for selfish reasons, meaning the anthem protest, or is it for real, and he put marketing in in mm-hmm. parentheses, or is it for real that they care? And that right there is probably the most ignorant opinion I have heard on this because to use the word marketing when the guy who started this is out of a job <laughs> because of it. And in my opinion, mostly because of it, to say that people are doing that for attention and positive attention and marketing. You think Colin Kaepernick's got a whole bunch of people lining up to give him endorsement deals? (laughs) Doesn't even have a job. Uh, I was going to use a a different word that starts with an I, idiotic comment. Uh, Marketing? Really? This guy can't even get a phone call. You You think he's worried about marketing? Just get on a team. Uh, you have others who stood with him or kneeled with him a, a season ago that lost some sponsorships. So uh, it's, it's amazing that this knucklehead who would go along, go on and say that uh, they're just trying to stay relevant. He pointed to Michael Bennett and, and Martellus Bennett, Michael's brother, and Jermichael Finley actually played AAU hoops together. Uh, and and so they, they are, know each other and, and – and for Michael Finley to say they're doing this to stay relevant, Martellus Bennett is relevant. Michael Bennett is relevant. Both of these are two of the best at their positions in the game today. You're the only one that's not relevant. You're the one that's been forced out of the game due to injury. But it sounds as though you're trying to stay relevant, Michael Finley, and you're going about it in a poor, bad, tasteless way. I mean, it, it is just... He has said some of the most crazy things. He, he put out some things about Charlie Strong a year ago, the former head coach there at the University of Texas, made you want to scratch your head, and now he backed that, backs that up with, with these comments yesterday. You shut the hell up. If you want to be a role model, go be a role model in the manner in which you see fit. If these guys want to go out and they want to protest inequalities that are occurring in our society, they have the right to go ahead and do that. Who are you to tell them to stick to sports? Really? Yeah. It's just the most asinine attitude and mindset from this young man. It's just amazing that he would say. And then he tried to go back and delete certain tweets that he put out there 
Oh, what happened to your conviction of if, when you hit sin on the tweet initially? Even though I disagree wholeheartedly with the take of I want my sports to be sports, I want the things to be separated, when it comes from a fan, it makes a hell of a lot more sense than when it comes from a former athlete. That's when it really confuses me. Now, I disagree with the fans who think that way, but there are people that say, man, I spent all day arguing politics or watching this on the news, and I turn on the game, and I don't want to see that. I disagree with that. you got to deal with it. I mean, people are going to do what people want to want to do, but when a fan says that, I'll be like, okay, maybe at some point you'll be able to get over that. I know it's your thing to get away from other things, and, and you don't like it. But a former athlete saying that about his peers to tell them to to not think or not stand up and and what they believe in is 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 really a, a, it's like a, a mini atrocity in my mind that that he would try to silence his peers in standing up for what they believe in and, and as if they're not going to be affected once they take that helmet and the, that uniform off yes they are going to be affected just like anyone else out in larger society it has nothing to do with your sport your employment uh, and he's ignorant of the fact that these guys are currently relevant. They're damn good at what they do. So, so how would you come up with that as an excuse? They're trying to remain relevant. No, yeah. they're not. He also said, do what you get paid to do and play. They are. That's what they're, 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 they're doing. They're playing that. damn well. Right. These aren't practice squad guys that are hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Just, I, I, I was at a loss trying to make sense. And, and I didn't trust me, didn't try for long to try to make sense of uh, these weak comments uh, by him. That's why he went back and tried to delete tweets he had, he had uh, already made. Uh, just stupid comments by Jermichael Finley. Hook em horns. No, no, he gets no hook em horns this morning. Da, 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 da. Get the hook. Da, da, da. No. Uh, so another guy, <laughs> hook em horn is Jeremy Roenick? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. I, I, by God. I used to have Jeremy Roenick's number, but he changed it, and we did try to reach out to him mm. to talk about this. But this this all started for Jeremy Roenick when he retweeted an article that was fake. Mm-hmm. So there was a fake article about a James Harrison quote. James Harrison, quote, anyone on my team sits for Anthem, they better be in a wheelchair, end quote. He never said that. That was not his quote. It was a, it was fake news. I know we hear that term a lot, but this actually really was fake news. It From was a, a year ago. Yeah, it said Happy Happy Gilmore posted, posted <laughs> this thing. So, and then Jeremy Rowan goes, well, this is a guy I want on my team. Yeah. And then he says, Marshawn, you should have stayed retired. And then just starts taking on these guys uh, with the the take we've heard a million times about the respect and this and that. And 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 really, we just we go back to the same point of that. Yeah, to a lot of people, they want to stand for the national anthem. I always stand for the national mm-hmm. anthem. I get annoyed when I see people talking during the national anthem at a baseball game, or their hat is still on. That that certainly gets under my skin because I, I feel that that is you know ignoring it and and not paying attention and taking things for granted. I don't like that, but I truly do understand where athletes are coming from if they're part of their protest is to to kneel or sit during the national anthem and i try to understand what they're trying to say and it's not just that a lot of these guys have stepped up especially colin kaepernick since the initial kneel uh what he's done since then i try to understand him and i don't think that that's something that is that hard to do and that disrespectful 
uh, you can take away the, the protests and uh, you can detach that from uh, reverence, showing reverence to the flag because he's not protesting the flag. He's protesting a system in which we live under in which that flag uh, symbolizes. So I don't understand how it's so hard to detach the, the protests and, and what he's protesting from that, that symbol. Uh, I have reverence for the flag. Who hasn't stood up during the national anthem and, and gotten wispy? We live in a great country, but we also live in a country that's not, not beyond reproach, and it's not a perfect country. Uh, what, what's the line to uh, have a more perfect union? Uh, well, we're never going to be perfect, but we're still striving to be perfect. Uh, so we're not beyond reproach, and there are going to be things that we need to stand up and protest. And people will say, well, it's not the right time, it's not the right form. If I did this in my particular job, I'd be fired. Well, you maybe work at the wrong place. And if, if the people where you work, your employer, uh, they don't see that there are changes that need, ongoing changes that need to occur in our country, uh, maybe those aren't the folks you should be associating with. So uh, I can have reverence for that flag. I can have reverence for my country, but I can also hold uh, my country uh, to a higher standard. And I think that's what we're all we're, we're clamoring to do here in, in this situation. The Ravens officially passed on Colin Kaepernick and signed Thaddeus Lewis, the great Thad Lewis, yeah. who hasn't done a damn thing mm-hmm. in the league. But he's a, black. In a very long he's black. time. He's well, black. So that gets the, that gets the heat off on it him, does, right? It, yeah. does, it does help <laughs> right. a, a little bit. Yeah, I heard Mike Francesa, the very famous talk show host mm-hmm. next door here at WFAN, say yesterday on his show that, that Kaepernick isn't being blackballed. He's just not worth the headache. And that made me really angry. And if there was an opportunity where he would actually listen to what I was saying and we were in the same place at the same time, I would love to talk to him about that. Uh, mm. Because, you know, maybe the term, I, I don't, people get so wrapped up in the term blackball. To me, okay, throw away that term for a second and let's just call this what it is. He isn't being signed by teams that need quarterback help because of his anthem protest. You want to call that blackballing? You want to call put any other word on it? Yeah. He is not being signed because of that. Mostly because of that. And I will bring this up again. And I was off for a week, so maybe I don't sound like a broken record. What is the hassle? Really? What is the hassle? You get cameras in during training camp. They ask your players a question. They ask Colin Kaepernick a question. Maybe he kneels. Maybe he doesn't. And then it's over. After that, let's go play ball. And what do you think he's going to do? Right. I mean, do you think that he's going to be some sort of like he's going to parachute from the sky <laughs> like on fire? Or I mean, I mean, do you really think that he's going to he's going to shoot guns up into the air during the national anthem? What are you afraid <laughs> of? He's taking a knee for crying out loud. Do you really? Th- it's that much of a distraction, not worth the hassle. Which is what hassle? Yeah, what hassle? So you get some dude from whatever news organization. You you get, uh, I don't know, Tom Costello from NBC News who shows up there, gets a couple of quotes one day, Lester Holt tosses to him, and then the next day they're talking about the White House again. It's over. That's it. It's over. There is no hassle there. It's run its course, and he's already announced, and this was uh, prior to the preseason starting that, hey, I'm done kneeling. I'm doing my part. I'll still focus on this issue. I'm doing my part as far as putting my money where my mouth is, uh, and and I want to play football. And he played 
much better than a lot of these guys who are, are been signed or being signed uh, recently. And, and so this is this is a canard. They just want to deflect, man. That's all they want to do is conf- deflect. So they don't believe in what he's fighting for. They don't believe it's occurring. When we have evidence after evidence after evidence throughout the history of this great country that it's occurring, and yet this is a way to deflect. Yeah. So uh, the, every one of these bringing this guy in, you know, he's not worth this. He's not worth that. If you're the Baltimore Ravens and you look at the injury that you have, you look at the – nobody knows what the hell is going on with Andrew Luck, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you, you rank all these guys. You, you take away the, the issue with Colin Kaepernick and, and how many people got upset about that. You can't tell me that Ryan Mallett and Dan Orlovsky and Thad Lewis mm-hmm. and these guys – that Kaepernick isn't worth bringing in. And and the fact that so many coaches, general – well, it's owners, what it is what it is. Yeah. But that all the owners mm-hmm. have gotten together – on this and have been basically sharing a brain and would not will prevent their football team from getting slightly better. I mean, it could be the difference between your quarterback goes down, Kaepernick gives you a hell of a lot better chance to win than Thad Lewis does or Ryan Mallett does. Right. And then what if your team is, it's a difference between eight and eight and nine and seven in a wild card berth. So, okay, so you're going to take that much of a stand. It's they not are. worth it that much. They are. It, it, okay. it's, it's worth it to them. Yes. They'd rather lose than give Colin Kaepernick a platform. That's essentially what they're saying. Yeah. And because they've tried every excuse under the sun. Oh, he's not that good. 16 and 4 on a team as far as touchdowns interceptions on a team devoid of talent. And, and they they said, "Oh, he's not that good." Uh, oh, he can't read defenses. Oh, he uses his legs too much. I mean, they've come up with every freaking excuse to skirt around this issue instead of just saying it like it is, telling us the truth, keeping it real. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, they asked him about it. Uh, Michael Bennett, they asked him about it. So are those guys going to be jettisoned? No. So why is this guy? What's the difference? In other NFL news, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers general manager, Jason <laughs> Licht, he released Roberto Aguayo and then spoke about it and said that the mistake that he made was that he didn't bring in competition for Aguayo and they anointed him. And that's why... He had so many struggles, and then he kept thinking about how he was 21 years old, and he was affecting grown men in their paydays and supporting yeah, their yeah, 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 Just yeah, make yeah, a yeah. kick! Yes, and listen, you traded up for the young man, and I understand why you did it. You thought you were going to lightning would strike uh, twice in the same or from the same institution. You had Sebastian Janikowski, who was there, had this long, lengthy career with the Raiders. He was a, Gro- a Lou Groza award winner in college. I think two times he won the award. Aguayo, he won it one time, but he he had uh, missed only nine field goals out of 78. He'd never missed an extra point. Uh, the guy, two-time All-American there at Florida State as well. And so you thought you had the second coming of Janikowski. And so don't give me all this about a 21-year-old or 20-year-old pressure and all that. The guy's used to pressure. He won a national title there at Florida State. He's made big kick after big kick. It didn't work out at the professional level. You took a shot, and it didn't work out. That's it. But I do like what he said as far as this won't deter him taking risks down the line. And it shouldn't. You shouldn't be fearful of that. You thought the guy was going to be better than he was. It didn't pan out. And, yes, moving up that how to take a kicker is something that you don't – see a lot of 
You took a shot in the dark. It didn't work out. I wouldn't even say it's a shot in the dark. The guy had a proven track record there at the collegiate level, and and you thought he could do it at the pro level. And didn't to, work. To say that it was the lack of competition that hurt meant no. that he wasn't working hard enough right. because he he knew he had the job. That didn't look. It looked to me that he was devastated. When he couldn't make the kicks. He just stunk. Right. right. And the the moment seemed to to get away from him. And he started choking. That's what it yeah. was. It wasn't like oh, I'm not going to work hard because I don't have another kicker behind me. He's going to take my job. Yes. All right. There's a lot of NFL fire there for you. <laughs> you did just break your microphone. I just I think you're back. Broke my microphone. There you go. Calm there down, dude. No violence. Yeah. All right, no violence at the work. Shouldn't be that easy to break the microphone. Well, around, doing here, anything. around here. <laughs> Look out. Anything's possible. Yeah. Listen to Tiki and Tierney weekdays between 3 and 6 Eastern for your chance to win Guns N' Roses tickets right here on CBS Sports Radio. We were told to move out of our newsroom today. Oh, you have to be out today. Yeah, today is the day oh. we have to be out. So I grabbed my Andrew McCutcheon and Edgardo Alfonso bobblehead dolls <laughs> and stuck them in a plastic bag with my CBS five-year plaque well let me see your plaque oh you want to see the I plaque know you received a plaque i got the rice cooker by the way in the mail cool for my 10 have you gift. used it no 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 i have it so I, I get a plaque this is my fifth year i'll get a plaque at the end of the year oh where's the plaque's not in here my, oh my geo and jones mug is in there oh okay hold on plaque's all right in here. now answer my question so i'll get a plaque at the end of the year right this is uh, my you fifth should, year. Yeah, yeah, I don't see why not. I want my plaque. And I get a rice cooker. No, rice cooker's after 10 years, right? Yeah, 10 years at the rice cooker. Okay. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. You can get a gift for five years. Oh, I get a gift. What the hell did I do with my What you do with the plaque? How do you lose the plaque? I got it. Hold on. Oh, there goes the plaque. Oh, yeah, that was my that's five. nice. Five years. Oh, man. And I can't read. I forgot my glasses this morning. Uh, Gregory yeah, Giannotti. that's right. Gregory. Five years. Thank you. That was from five years ago. Thank you for your commitment and dedication. We appreciate the talent you contribute to CBS Radio, and we are proud to celebrate this special time in your career with us. (laughs) Your performance is important to our success. Right. Everybody gets the same thing. Wow. Oh, really? Everyone's important? I want mine to say something different, Dan Mason. (laughs) Well, he's not there anymore. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's not, it's, well, not whoever, gonna be, who, it's not even going to be the same company by the end of the year. Well, you do realize it's still five years of CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I want something different on my plaque. Like, <laughs> thank you, my follow. Right. You've been good to us. We've been good to you. We'll see you down the line. Peace. No, no one has done more by being here so little. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yes. Right. I epitomize that. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't take long to leave a legacy, folks. That's yeah. what he's saying. So yeah. that's uh, so mm-hmm. I got all my stuff, a little plastic bag, and we moved out. Cool. So I got You're the, out. I, the wipes. We got to find a place for the wipes. I know. I got to find a place for my water bottle. And then we're we're moving out of our newsroom. It's a sad day, really. And we're gonna be in the most boring cubicle setup. And there are no drawers or anything over there. <laughs> it's not. It's Man, what is up with that? It's bare bones. It's just messing with our convenience. Yeah. It's like where the prisoners would go to study, like the good uh. prisoners. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the ones that are that are, are doing everything they need to do to right. make what parole. They call, what do they call those, uh, man, damn it, I should know this. Mm. <laughs> you should know this? Yeah, I should know this. 
Uh, well, whatever it is, that's what it looks like to yeah. me. Yeah. It's like, hey, I, everybody, come! You know, they come mm-hmm. in the handcuffs and shackles, and they uncuff them, and they can sit yeah, there and they, they can they, read magazines. Those are the good ones that don't need medium or maximum custody or anything like that. There's a title yeah. they, they call them. I'll find it. I got some people in the. It's jail. not. It's not General Pop. No, 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 no. It's another one. Trustee. Oh, the trustees. The trustee. That's what they call them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you gotta be black to know that. No. <laughs> Ever been to jail, Brad? No. No, you haven't been to jail. No. Want to want to go? <laughs> Well, maybe not. Now that I'm in my suite at the Four Seasons down there, if you want to store any of your stuff in there, feel free. I got room. Oh, thanks. Is it yours to offer, though? I mean, you're only here every, it's, occasionally. Well, it's mine today, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday until I leave. Okay. So. All right. I can't, yeah. I can't uh, promise that nothing will happen to your stuff when, <laughs> when I leave, but... While I'm here, it'll be in good shape. <laughs> I would put this in my mailbox, but the mailbox is... You know what? You have a locker, don't you? Maybe we'll, ah, but, there you go, the locker. But I don't want to go back there Do we all day. have a locker? No. No? Just certain people? Yeah, certain people. Why is that? Uh, you can just request one. Anybody uh, can get one. If you'd like a locker, Brian, you're more than welcome uh, I need ask. a locker for my water bottle. <laughs> when you get your plaque, you're eligible for the locker. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Make five years to get the locker. Oh, totally. Man. Yeah, in the mailbox, there's just dust in there. Oh, it's, cr- it's, it's gross. <laughs> Maybe we should clean out our mailboxes. Oh, why us? They're gross. I don't want to have to clean out my own mailbox. If there's I got so many- mail, I wouldn't want to touch it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess like the worst sports books possible. It's the only thing that shows yeah. up in that mailbox. The two things that show up in the mailbox are approved vacation sheets mm-hmm. and the worst sports books of all time. <laughs> like you know the the ten greatest first baseman named yeah. Frank, <laughs> written by a Chicago Sun Times columnist named Frank. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> Schwartz, whatever. I mean, it is. I mean, everything. You pull out some of those books that we have over there. Actually, give me, give me a stack because there's a whole bunch in the newsroom that we get. They're so bad. I'll just, I'll just read them off and tell me if there's one in there that you would actually sit down and read. There has to be one. No, <laughs> there has to be at least one. I don't believe there will be. At least no. There's. I, I mean, awful, awful books. So here's Brad, and he's got. Yeah, a Brad, do something, man. All right, we guys. made you happy. Yeah. Go ahead. Give That's us the true. sports. All right. Major League Baseball, Giancarlo Stanton's home run tear continues. He's got 22 in the last 34 games. Last night, breaking Gary Sheffield's club record with his 43rd of the season. Marlins beat the Giants in Miami 8-3. Something special. You know, uh, when you're when you're one homer and one hit away from, from a record, uh, you know, you don't want to let it linger because then every at-bat is uh, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. So um, luckily I got it out the way right away and put us on top and, you know, able to finish. And with those 43 home runs, Stanton leads the majors. Aaron Judge leads the American League. He hit number 36 last night, tied the game against the Mets in the sixth inning. Aaron Hicks and Gary Sanchez home runs in the eighth. Yankees beat the Mets in the Subway Series opener 4-2. to two. The Yankees four and a half behind the Red Sox in the American League East. Boston lost a makeup game to the Indians at home 7-3. to three. Edwin Encarnacion hit two two-run homers. Meanwhile, a great story in Denver. Chad Bettis back on a big league mound for the first time since undergoing treatment for testicular cancer. And the pitch he is hit into center field. Charlie Blackman coming over. Charlie's got a ways to go. He's going to get there, though, and make the catch. And Chad Bettis has thrown seven shutout innings in his 2017 debut. Got a standing ovation in Denver. Jerry Schemmel called it Rockies Radio Network. Rockies blank the Braves. 
3-0. The late games, Diamondbacks behind Zach Greinke, shut out the Astros 2-zip. Padres beat the Phillies 7-4. Royals held off the A's 6-2. And the Orioles all over the Mariners 11-3. According to the toxicology report, Tiger Woods had five drugs in his system when he was arrested in May, found asleep at the wheel, including Vicodin and THC. The NBA releasing its schedule. The season starts earlier, October 17th. Some notable games, Paul George going back to Indianapolis with the Thunder, December 13th. Chris Paul and the Rockets. He'll take on his former team in L.A. January 15th. Jimmy Butler with the Timberwolves heads back to Chicago in February. And Gordon Hayward's first game in Utah with the Celtics will be in March. College basketball, the nation's number one recruit last night. Marvin Bagley the third, committed to Duke. He's hoping to reclassify to the class of 2017 so we can play this season. Guys? All right, Brad. You got a couple minutes here, I think. So I'll see if you're interested in any of these books because we're cleaning out. We have to move out of our newsroom. Mm-hmm. So we're cleaning out everything out of there. And a lot of talk show hosts, they get sent these these books that they, they just – I do this. I'm guilty of it. I take it out of the package. I just throw it on a desk somewhere because none of them interest me. All right. Here we go. <laughs> see if you're interested in any of this stuff. <laughs> this is your brain on sports. The science of underdogs, the value of rivalry, and what we can learn from the t-shirt cannon. Anybody? Anybody brain on sports? That was the title? Yeah. That's a lot. That's too much. No, no. Yeah, that's enough to confuse me. I'm out. That one's out. All right. This is the great Shirley Babishoff. Making waves. My journey to winning Olympic gold and defeating the East German doping program. Oh, damn, no. <laughs> That'll make Brad, you smoke some dope. Right of first refusal, yeah. <laughs> you want this one, Brad? No, you thank can have you. It. No, that's... No. Okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. So uh, over East German. We have the uh, Jason Garrett biography, Gutless. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's called Gutless by Carl Duker. And it's about a uh, a soccer player turned football player. It's uh, fiction. Gutless. The touchdown catch made school better for me. Hunter and the other juniors and seniors nodded to me in the hallway, pointed a finger. I was somebody. Gutless, anybody? Woo! I mean, there are no words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, three down. So uh, if you're just joining us, we're moving out of our newsroom and we're going through the crappy books that people send us and want us to talk about on the air. They're finally getting their opportunity. Yes. Uh, John Feinstein. Uh Uh-oh. John Feinstein. Foul trouble. Huh. Want to play college basketball? Better learn to play the game. I like me some John Feinstein, but... No, I don't want to play college basketball, and I know how to play the game. That's my favorite sport. I'll call it a maybe. Yeah, okay. You got this, a maybe. This is personalized. To whom? Anybody who picks Ma- up the book? No, Max Herman. Oh, then forget it. It says, oh. to Max, you have to love a book that begins in New Jersey. So wait a minute. So Max moved to Canada out. and left the book here. I guess, what is that? Mac is the one that had the... Max with an X. Oh, it's Mac. Yeah. With the grill... Issue? Yeah. All right. Uh, anybody for John Feinstein? I'll take it. You want the Feinstein book? Yeah, I want it. Oh, wow. Personalized you know. to Max. That's a big deal. All right. You can come in here and take it here. Max left the country and didn't take the book. I don't know what that says. a lot. Says. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> Ow. 
All right, we got a couple more here. Come on. There's one I actually kind of think is interesting. I'm keeping Come it off on. to the side. All right. All right uh, Fanaticus. Fan- Fanaticus. Like, like Spartacus? Fanaticus. That's mischief, about fans. Mischief and madness in the modern sports fan. Brad, this is yours. If you want a Fanaticus for the Helicus. The cover alone is enough to say no who, thanks. Justine Guba. Nah, that's spooky looking. <laughs> yeah, no. just the cover alone is yeah. enough. I'm not, I'm, no thanks. All right. That, got, boy, that boy ain't right on the cover. We have three more. No Come one's on. been in any of the books. Yeah, Feinstein got a maybe. Well, no, Mikey B took it because it was signed by oh. John. The Bird Watcher, a novel by William Shaw. A highly intuitive detective and avid bird watcher, William South is a trusted and respected figure in his small town on the rugged Kentish coast of England. He also lives with a deeply buried secret. When he was just a child, he might have killed a man. Wow, as a kid. Huh. Anybody? Sounds about, sounds about as interesting as actually watching birds. <laughs> Child killer, anybody? <laughs> no, that's all. Right. We no, got no, no killing going on. Why in the did world. we get this one? Yeah. yeah Where's weird... the sports angle in that I one? I don't know. Should we get the author on? <laughs> young, young John Feinstein might have killed him. What? <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Uh, all right, here we go. Hound of the sea. Wild man. Wild waves. Wild wisdom. Mm-hmm. Garrett McNamara. Yeah, and I'm not wild about that title. I would only listen to it as a book on tape if you read it that exact way. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just teased it. Wild. <laughs> Hound of the Sea. Surfing, anybody? No. All right, that's another crap one. All right, this is the one I actually think, I, I don't think I'd end up doing it. But Boy on Ice, The Life and Death of Derek Bugard, who was an NHL player, this one won a Pulitzer Prize, and this is about you know this guy's life and his untimely death, and I think mm. it's so. I remember how sad this story was. It was somewhat interesting. His injuries and concussions were mounting. His mental state was deteriorating, culminating in his early death from an overdose of alcohol and painkillers. Sounds mm. like fun. Mm. No. Pulitzer Prize, Heller, Bugard? I mean, the fact that it's a Pulitzer, I think you have to consider it. All right, Boy on Ice. Did that end up here by accident based on the other titles you just read <laughs> yeah. off? Because this right. sounds like a book worth it's reading. Ama- there you go. Okay. All right, there you go. Oh, Heller. for me? Wow. Yeah, so we, we've got a lot of no's, but we did get two yeses. We've given away some books here. So, oh. When, when where do the rest of them go? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I really don't. Oh, man. Anything else in that newsroom other than than Lost Dreams? (laughs) No. Okay. Those are gone already. (laughs) That's why they're lost. Come on. With this this classic Pilate humor here. Mm. All right. Well, why don't you come and take these books and and, uh, you can't throw a book out. You can't burn a book, right? No. So you got to just put them somewhere else. Give them to Zach, the really annoying production guy. Say, Zach, I was thinking of you. I was thinking of you, Zach. And everybody's got that annoying guy in work. We have you beat with Zach. Here you go. See, hand that over to Zach and say, take this crap. (laughs) We've been taking yours for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That's your line. Okay. Thanks. All right. No, thank you. Really. (laughs) Wow. There is is so much crap in there. That's your homeboy. 
What, Mikey B? Yep. Did you give him the Zach? What are you doing? Oh, I knew you'd be talking about me, so I had to come in real quick. No, he, no, he, he said that's your homeboy, and I said, who, Mikey B? That was it. That's it, On to Zach. He's so paranoid. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wow. Golly. I wonder why he's so paranoid. He needs some deluded. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy I would encourage to get a drug yes, problem. Yes, THC. Then that would be fun to watch. <laughs> if he was hopped up on something, it's got to be better than this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you hear yourself in that drop? But Brad doesn't have his headphones on. The THC drop. <laughs> THC. <laughs> THC. THC. I'm All gonna, right. I'm going to get me some. <laughs> some THC. THC. <laughs> Buckwheat is dead off of THC. <laughs> THC. <laughs> oh, man. Those Eddie Murphy oh. Saturday Night Live. Oh. Buckwheat sings. Oh. I think funny. Why? 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 Three times I made it. I think it was uh, three times I made it. <laughs> Whatever the hell it was, it was funny. Right. Uh-oh, drug hit is back. He, okay. <laughs> he was thankful for the books. Oh, was he? He's going to donate them. Oh, oh cool. Good for him. Didn't ask. <laughs> I'm going to donate the books. No one's going to read that stuff. Uh, and uh, Feinstein for you and Bugard for him. So we got those. All right. I just want to make sure everybody there go. got, their, got their books. All right. We're coming right back. This is Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Great affiliates across the country is how disgusting our subway system is here. <laughs> and... There's actually been some, even though there's a lot of bureaucracy currently, but there is been some movement. Some people have been trying to clean up the subway to make Mm -hmm. things better, make things faster. The MTA, which is the uh, body that controls the the subway system, has been a complete and utter mess for many people for a long time. So now the the mayor of New York and the governor, they're trying to clean this thing up. But anytime a subway story comes up, I feel like I got to, you know, I, I just have to tell people. Just in case they visit yeah. New York City at any point, you know what to expect. Heads up. Yeah, heads up like the, the person who got urinated on. Yeah. There was that one right, right on their face. Uh, so there was that. Uh, and then uh, more recently, we had a couple of uh, skivators who were having uh, sexual relations. Yeah, they were having a few relations. Yeah, they were dressed in Yankees mm. garb. It was a good game. Good day at the park. Yeah, they came, from, came from the Yankee game. Yeah. And, uh, and then on the subway, mm-hmm. you had that. Uh, so the latest is is a story where cops are accused of storing dead bodies in the MTA employee break room, <laughs> and only Can't as the up, only as the New York Post can do. It, the first line is "Stand clear of the dead bodies," <laughs> because they say "Stand clear of the closing doors, please." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Leaking corpses of people killed by subway trains are often brought to employee lunchrooms and other break areas inside stations, disgusted union officials and sources said on Monday. In an effort to restore service quickly, bodies are simply carted off to whatever room happens to be nearest. A union source told The Post, if it's a lunchroom, they'll put it in the lunchroom. (laughs) Now... Then they just stash them there briefly until they can properly dispose of them, right? Still, though. I know. Still, it's gross. 
Now, why can't you just bring a body bag? And I'm not trying to be too insensitive here, but bring a bag and just one fell swoop, carry them out. Why do you need to store it someplace momentarily, especially break rooms? Yeah. Well, I do give them credit for moving it. You always say move the drill, right? They have to get it out so the trains can run. So I right. give him credit for that. But to store it in a break room, as LaShawn Jones said, it could be related, LaShawn <laughs> Jones, it's been a station agent for 18 years, said she was coming into work at 103rd Street. It's a one train about five years ago. She made a quick stop to go into the employee bathroom when she saw some NYPD emergency services people handling a body inside the break room. They weren't aware I was coming in, and I wasn't aware they were there. All I remember was seeing a black bag and purplish stuff. That could totally mess with your psyche. Not just for that day, but for the future. I yeah. couldn't go home. I was hysterical. I was crying. By the time the supervisor got there, I calmed myself down. Hysterical and crying. Did you actually see the body? Purplish stuff, she said. So it could be. <laughs> Purple's not her favorite color. Oh, I'm starting to like, I'm starting to like throw up in my mouth now. <laughs> I saw some purplish stuff. <laughs> You know what's crazy, too, is, like, as disgusting as the city is now, like, it's probably the cleanest it's been yeah. in years. When I first came, it was much worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Terrible. I'm, I'm soft now, man. I'm soft. Yeah. Can't deal with any of this stuff. Back in the day, dead body on the subway, no big deal. Now it's turning me off. Nothing at all. We were discussing Time Square Back in the day, because Matt Rule, the new coach of Baylor. A lot of hookers in there. Yeah, it used to be 42nd Street. Yeah, I heard. Uh, And Matt Rule grew up in the area, and his father was a pastor, and he would tell stories about having to walk or cross over dead bodies down in Times Square. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. You know, after the ball drop, just... Walk over, step over the dead body, and go on about your business. Yeah. Well, he he won't be having a good year. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Man. So, uh, totally different place than what it was. It's a new HBO show. I just saw the preview for it. It's got James Franco in it, Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's about like 1970s New York and that whole scene. Mm. Studio 54? No, more of the underground scene. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems it seems somewhat interesting. I'm not going to sure ask did. you if you've seen any of Ballers this year because you don't see no, anything. No, I haven't seen it, man. Stop. I, I haven't seen anything, and I won't see anything for a while. What These shows are so easy? To I, just plow not right easy. Through. I did Ballers. You could do ball shows yesterday. I, I have well, that three was yesterday. Next week. What I even I'm did. flying to Austin this afternoon. All right, this week maybe not, but maybe next. Next week, week I have three more football shows on one day. Then I have a football show. Saturday. You're telling me that you can't carve out 27 minutes no. out of the day to watch this no, show? No, I cannot. Not this time of year. Swamped. Man. I, I mean, I try to share these moments with you. I try <laughs> to find common ground. I know ground. you're trying, honey bunny. <laughs> but you can't I do it. I appreciate it. We can't find common ground. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, story of my life. I've even tried to get as tan as possible this year. <laughs> no, that worked. You're looking good. Stop now. <laughs> Has anybody else been watching Ballers? Anybody watching this? Yeah, I'm up to date minus the last episode. Oh, she didn't see the very last one on Sunday. Which I'll watch today. All right, good. Good for you. See, you talk to him about it. I don't want to. This year, right? You said this year. Any of this year. Any right? of this 
seasons, yeah. <laughs> okay. Until I finished the last four episodes. I think, I think Pete thought you said something else there. What? <laughs> you never know now. This year. What do you think? I? <laughs> it, it was close. I didn't this know. Sh- could have went both ways. No. <laughs> All three of us well, had the, yeah, the head well, tilts. Yeah, right. And Pete's like. This he, year? He's like a cat. Like that. What is, he's like, he's like, what, yeah, what'd you think it was? That was an automatic. That was actually pretty, uh, like, boom. <laughs> it was a, he's like a little bald leopard in there. There's no boom. no need for replay. No right to it. cuss word close to this. this uh, it, was, it was close. It did sound like something. You um, guys are hearing things. Anyway. You, you watch Last Chance You? Do you see that one? Do you have Netflix? I have Netflix. I have not seen that. I just finished Glow. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that. I like the glow. That was the music industry deal, right? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Women wrestlers. Oh. No. <laughs> Women wrestlers. Oh, that's right up Pete's alley. It's yeah. Just, How's only... that boy Ric Flair doing? <laughs> he's, he's doing better. He's doing better? It's <laughs> the only two things Pete likes. Yeah. Wrestling and women. That's, there you go. That's, that's it. Good. True. Ric yeah. Flair's doing better, and we have to give an update because we discussed this last week when you were out. Taylor Swift. Won her lawsuit or the countersuit. Dude yeah. has to pay her a dollar. He was clearly grabbing her ass. Well, clearly. Yeah. He was. Oh, wow. lying scum. <laughs> what a dirtbag. Yeah, I didn't follow it that much, but she only sued for a dollar, right? right. She, just she didn't have money. She did that right. a principle. He's suing her for millions. Three millions. That got yeah. tossed out, and yeah. she won the countersuit. All right. Give me my dollar. They'll tell Swift. you what to do with it. <laughs> I heard one guy on the radio tease it like, Taylor Swift shook off his hand, like, you know, because shake it off, you know, was able to shake off the hand of a DJ. I'm like, you can't do that when you're talking about a, like, a sexual ass grab. Yeah. Like, it goes to court. (laughs) You can't just do that. She shook it off. You you can store dead bodies in the break room, (laughs) uh, you know, subway system, but that, no. So yesterday when I was talking about Last Chance You, I was talking about this guy, Cam Carter, who up until that point was someone that I felt was misunderstood. And then as the show <laughs> went on, he got even worse. They ended up pushing his condition coach. and I mean, his position coach, not his condition coach, position coach. And he uh, and got it got bad. And I was like, man, now I'm not rooting for this guy anymore. And then turns out at the end of the show, I get an update. He goes to Pitt. I had no Is idea. Is former Penn State player? Yeah, he oh. ended up going to Pitt. Wow. Yeah, and a couple other guys didn't get as lucky. Um, and then Florida Atlantic picked up the uh, DeAndre uh, the, the Johnson. Isn't Johnson, it? yeah, yeah. He, he was at Florida State, and now he's with Lane Kiffin. Right, right. So now, I think that was before he had signed with them and committed to them prior to Lane taking the job. Yeah. So last chance, you I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Any, Next year. And if anybody, because we don't get a lot of tweets around here, so I'll see them. So if you have watched this show and you want to talk about it with me, go ahead. Geo and Jones on Twitter or GOC. Please talk to him about this. I need somebody to talk to about this show. <laughs> talk to you tomorrow, CBS Sports Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.